When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Monday episode. How the heck was everybody's Thanksgiving? Now, if you don't know it, let me tell you, I released an episode on Sunday, a Real Housewives of Salt Lake City full recap where I wear a bonnet. I'm a pioneer woman. So go check that out if you haven't. It's really, it's 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 silly and it's fun and it's everything that we need in this world. Uh, but this is our pop culture roundup plus Bill Bailey, my dad, Bill Bailey, joins us right after Sophie Ross. So it is a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, of joy and some sadness and then joy again. It's the full range of emotion. It is a podcast mashup, which we love to do here. How was everybody's Thanksgiving though? Was it good? Are you back to work? Are you back to normal? Are you, you, how was it? I wish I could know. I, I wish I knew everything. What's going on? Tell me what happened. Did everybody get along? Was there fights at the dinner table? Oof. That's, uh, that's the stuff I want to know about folks, but I hope everybody just had the best holiday with their family or with their friends or a bit of both or just by yourself, the whole rigmarole. And listen, that is just a warm up for getting us into this holiday season. We got Hanukkah, we got Christmas, we got everything coming up. So this was the dry run. And I hope, uh, I hope it was fair for everyone. Um, so, uh, did the Salt Lake recap on Sunday. This is a pop culture roundup Tuesday. You're going to have the Beverly Hills recap from last week, and then we'll be all caught up. We'll do another Salt Lake and Beverly Hills recap later in the week. Reminder, if you're a Patreon member, we'll be doing a live Patreon at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I'll be live. I'll be wearing a bonnet. I'll answer your questions. We'll have a good old jolly, just a jolly time. So come join us if, if, if you will, if you want to. And if you can't join us at that time, it'll be on the Patreon up for you to listen to or watch after the fact. So that's that. Also, the whole thing. If you like the podcast, leave a five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I think that's everything. I'm sure there will be more things that I need to tell you immediately. But uh, listen, I, I know 
you, I, w- I was, I was, I had a lot of trepidation going into Thanksgiving. I was a little nervous. It's first holiday without Becky Bailey. And, uh, you'll hear me talk a lot about that with my dad, uh, after Sophie. And I get to hear his perspective on how this last couple of days went, but we're, we're to, you know, we made it, we, we made it through and there's so much love here. And it is one of those things I think you appreciate even more so after you suffer a loss of, your main team member of your family, um, I think you you appreciate it even more. You know, it's that thing with with holidays. You almost I don't want to say I took it for granted, but I will say it's those moments that you realize how sweet it all was. And it's really amazing to see those moments of sweetness still with your family. I think it makes you really appreciate it even more. I feel like I'm closer with my sister now more than I've ever been. I've had conversations with my dad that I've never had in my life. And I I, I don't think that's, you know, it's not like I'm like, well, <laughs> I traded mom for that. You know, like I, I, I you know, uh, God, I think... Uh, this also made made me miss her even more in certain ways. Don't worry, we're going to get to the fun stuff in a second. I just wanted to say this. I wanted to say a funny story that I didn't actually um, get to talk about with my dad. Uh, I talked about it on the show last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, or maybe it was on a Patreon. I don't know where I say anything these days. This is, this is by the way, I don't love artificial intelligence, but I feel like we could just use artificial intelligence just to tell me what the fuck I've said. Like, I don't know where I've said what I've said, where I've said it, and when I've said it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm having these text conversations where I'll be like, I think I said this at some point. When you now talk so much, I have no idea where I've said the things that I've said. And that's dangerous, folks. That is dangerous. Um, But somewhere I said, my mom used to do this thing right after Thanksgiving where she would send an email to our entire family, my niece and my nephew, my sister, my brother-in-law, my dad, me, and it'd be like, okay, It's Christmas season. I have $150 with your name on it. You need to give me a list of specific things. You need to give me a list of what you want. I need it by this date. And I would always get it late. And then she'd call me out in the email. And it was, so I, I was going to do that exact same email. In fact, I took the email that she had made over the last couple of years. I copy and pasted it. I changed it up and I was going to send it to my family the day after Thanksgiving with her exact wording, everything. And what happened was that I went hiking with my sister and my dad, but my dad had to stop early because he's old. And uh, I kept walking, walking with my sister and we're walking and we're talking about Christmas and the holidays and this and that and how weird this whole experience has been. And uh, I I bring up the, the mom's email. I don't say I'm going to do it, but I'm like, oh, yeah, it's sad she won't be, you know, giving us that email where we can say what she wants. And my sister was like, oh, my God. That email stressed me out every year. Oh, I hated that email. Oh my God. I'd have to think and she'd keep bothering about the thing. What do you want? This or that and this. And I was like, oh my God, thank God you told me this. I was literally about to send that email out on Friday morning. I had it in my drafts ready to send the entire family. 
family. And I, but I just thought that was so interesting, right? That those things, how everybody has a memory in a different way. You know, those things that you're like, okay, this will, I'll do this to honor my mom. And then you don't even take into account how it made everybody feel. Now, at the end of the day, it wasn't some horror story. Oh my God. It was like free gifts, you know, $150. Are you kidding me? But it was funny to hear my sister's take on it. And I thought it would be this heartwarming thing, not even thinking about that. It was like an extra thing of stress. And my sister's like, as we go get older, we don't need anything. What do we need? And I'm like, shut, shut your mouth. I need so many things. What are you talking about? Old Navy. Come on. Old Navy alone. I can spend a hundred. I, I can get like three years of clothes from Old Navy for 150 bucks. Anywho, I wanted to share that story with you because it was one of those things. I was, I keep thinking about expectation versus reality what I expected from this Thanksgiving and what the reality of this Thanksgiving was. And I was driving down to Arizona on Wednesday after I did the Jeff Lewis wrap up show on Sirius. And it took like nine hours. It was like the most, it was the longest drive I've had to Arizona in a long time, really stressful drive. And, uh, I would, I just kept thinking about what I expected, you know, what was this, what was this week going to be like? You know, was it going to be just torture? Was it going to be sad? Was it going to be happy? Was it going to be everything? A mix of all of this. And it was funny. Like, you know, sometimes expectations, there's no, we don't, what, what use is expectation? Just go into it and you'll figure it all out. But I just sat there for nine hours, just imagining what it could be, what it would be. And then what it was, was just a mixture of all of it. You know, there were sad moments. There were really happy moments. Like I said, there were moments that made me appreciate everything that I've been so privileged to have for for this long period of time. Um, but here I am Sunday night. I'm here talking to you guys again. I just had a, a late Chinese dinner from DoorDash. You know, <laughs> you can tell dad's a a single bachelor once again. We just ordered DoorDash Chinese food, had a late meal after we went and visited with his friends, uh, Brian and uh, his wife. I mean, really great people. And I just, uh, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting going through something, but also watching your dad go through something and just hoping for the best out of all of it. Um, But you'll hear my dad speak about all of this later um, because it's just really interesting interesting to watch all of this go down. And, uh, I can't wait for Christmas to come and to do it all over again. And we're going to keep doing it all over again. And we're going to, you know, wash, rinse and repeat and, and, and make sure we make, uh, Becky Bailey proud. And, uh, I want to thank all you guys who have reached out and inquired and all the people that I haven't been able to even respond back to. I know, uh, I mean, that's just all amazing, but we made it through. We made it through. It's Sunday night. We made it through. Um, I did break my dad's tooth and we'll get to that in the Bill Bailey story, but, uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, we're only 10. Let's just get right into it. Sophie Ross, we do the pop culture roundup. This is, listen, I haven't talked to Sophie in two weeks. This is just a mishmash of a bunch of pop culture stories. There are so many other stories to talk about. It's just been a little wild. So we will catch up eventually. 
Uh, we'll be doing pop culture stories probably at the top of every show before the recap all week. So make sure you keep tuning back in. Also, I want to plug that Uba interview that I did on Wednesday. A lot of you guys might not have listened last week because of Thanksgiving. So back, go back and catch up on those episodes because we did Uba. We had uh, Jesse Palmer, the uh, the host of the Bachelor franchise. Really proud of last week's episodes. I'm proud of all of this and I'm proud of you guys. And that's way too positive to start a Monday with. So anyways... Without further ado, here she is, the one, the only, Sophie Ross. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You guys, welcome to a post-Thanksgiving So Bad It's Good pop culture roundup. We are uh, with our families still. Hopefully you guys had a good Thanksgiving and it wasn't too intense, but she is back with us after two weeks. Uh, There's like a billion things that have happened, so let's get into it. The one, the only, talking to us from Ohio, Miss Sophie Ross. Sophie, welcome back. Hi. Sorry, my internet, I'm at the parents' house and... (laughs) Why does every parent's house have bad internet? Like because no they don't parent, know they don't know about high speed Wi Fi. They don't know how to install routers. Apparently, um, so <laughs> pardon my internet and my bad lighting. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm working with what I have. But <laughs> hi, happy Thanksgiving, Ryan. I'm extremely thankful for you, and I think I speak may- for all of your listeners when no. I say that. Well, I'm thankful for you. And I also, I like that you show up with what you have. You're, you're a showman, just like Erica Jane. I am. You're like, ah, showman, showman. Yeah. Well, I do think the Wi-Fi router stuff is funny with parents because when the, when Wi-Fi goes out, they're just like, guess we have to just burn the house down. They don't realize that you can just like turn the router box back on. Like they don't know technology. Like what age does that happen? They'll be like, you'll be like in a bedroom upstairs and they're just like, sorry, it just doesn't work upstairs. And it's like, well, <laughs> why are you just accepting that? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're and yeah, they they're very accepting of things not working unless unless they can guarantee they can go on and make somebody else's life miserable on a phone call for two hours. Then they'll be like, right. oh, I can fight with somebody online or like on a phone. My mom used to love to do that. I I felt bad sometimes for the people like airlines that would have to deal with my mom because she'd be like, well, I'm retired. This is a new project. And <laughs> I know a new thing to like focus on. Was um, was there anything yeah. crazy that happened over Thanksgiving? Was there any family drama? Honestly, not really. No. I mean, it's it's just funny because my one side of the family is like like the cousins are like crazy and like, you know, a few of them live in Nashville and they like party together. So <laughs> some of my other cousins from the other side of the family like showed up to Thanksgiving because they were in town anyway and just showed up to say hi after dinner and they were like we thought we were going to Thanksgiving, not a frat party. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was a good time. It was good to have the family together. My nephew wasn't in town because he was with his um, other grandparents, but it was still great. I was telling Ryan before we started that I abandoned my puppy for a, yeah. The past you're a new mom. You're a I new know. dog mom. He can't fly yet because he's not fully vaccinated. So he is with my boyfriend's parents and they've been so lovely to take care of him for a few days. And now my boyfriend's back. And wait, are you coming? Are you, are you saying your dog's anti-vax? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) he's, he's been on a few of those forums and I don't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My my dog's on the dark web. It's really scary. It's very sad. Um, Ryan, how was, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. We thought it was going to be so weird. Obvi- I mean, obviously, yeah. and it was, but it was different. Like it was, you know, I remember the days of being able to like, just be lazy Thanksgiving day and then just wait till the food was shoveled into your mouth. And this time, like we woke up, I, I was woken up at 6am to go hiking with my sister and my dad. And we, we've never done that. So that was like, wait, exercise in, is involved in grieving now. And we went and did this beautiful hike. But it was funny because I was like, are you kidding? I drove nine hours to get here. I got five hours of sleep and now I'm waking up to go hiking. But it was probably my most my favorite thing. And it was kind of like we did a lot of things different this year. We ate outside instead of inside. We tried to like switch it up a little bit from what we did. And this is kind of a test run for Christmas. But I have to say, all things considered, it's you know, there's been a lot of tears, a lot of but a lot of laughter, a lot of sharing memories. And I'm just so happy to be here. And I'm happy that Thanksgiving's over because I think we were all just really scared about it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's all about making new memories also. And it sounds like you and new traditions. Um, so it sounds like you guys kind of did that. And wow. A 6am. Are you turning into a turkey trot? family. Oh dude, no, see that's the thing. I never I make fun of people that do the turkey trot. I do, and I, I was like at the end of it, sure, I was happy that I exercised, but it, it was it was so weird and so out of left field and I couldn't say no, and I'm glad I didn't say no, but it was the antithesis of everything that I stand for, I think. Yeah, I mean, I can't relate because I was this was my life this week was just laying around and waiting for someone to shovel food into my mouth. So wait, what did I'm you watch this what? week? What what are you what what it like? So that was the thing. I watched a lot of TV because I took two and a half yeah. days off from podcasting and I watched a lot of TV. What did you watch? I watched Salt Lake City, um, Potomac. Winter House, which is weird because I watched Winter House, but then I didn't watch. I like chose Winter House over Beverly Hills. 
Like, what is but, happening? So I haven't. What do you think of Winter House? Because I watch Winter House and I like it, but it's like it's kind of like just a cool breeze. Like nothing really happens. Yeah. It's just like okay, I'm yeah, they're drinking. I'm loving it. I, as you guys know, I have never been like a below deck girly, but I'm loving the below <laughs> deck people. Um, I'm loving it. I feel like it's fun. And I've seen like mixed reactions online where some people say it's incredibly boring, but I disagree. I think that You're it's really fun. fun. And also like Danielle, the Danielle and like Alex situation is like, uh, okay, Sophie, tell me about as from a girl's perspective, even though you are taken, why would Danielle Alex comes off like a gigantic D-bag with that hair? He was trying right. to hit on uh Jordan. That wasn't fully working. And then Danielle slept with him. And then Dan I will say in Alex's defense, Danielle was being a little pushy that night in regards to why are you keep like why do you keep talking to her? Make a choice, da 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 da. I mean, but why doesn't she just cut this guy off? I I couldn't tell you. It's sad to watch. It's sad to watch. It's bizarre. Like Danielle is beautiful. Yes, um, I think that she's she's probably just in a kind of vulnerable place right now. With um, you know, she's freshly single. And I think it sounds yeah. like Robert broke up with her. So I'm I'm going to cut her some slack there. But yeah, it's bizarre. He's like... And, he's, and he, he's good looking. He is a good looking guy. But he's like... Like, why is it... I saw some tweet today because people posted like throwbacks of Andrew Garfield with long hair. It's like, why does like long hair for some reason... Like, gives me the ick when a guy has long hair. I think long hair only works usually for like Brad Pitt with long hair, like actors that like, and by the way, if you know, if, if you're going to be a successful actor and you're a guy, you need to be able to grow long hair. Cause like that's most successful actors will have a long hair phase, whether it be Tom Cruise, Andrew Garfield, all of those guys has had long hair moments. I just don't think it ever looks really good on any guy. Tom Cruise's long hair. I don't think I want to. Oh, was that when he was in like that vampire movie? Inter- interview with the vampire, yeah. The Last Samurai. He had a lot of long hair moments. And that's so that's like that's a kind of reference that starts to make me realize just how old I'm getting is that you're like, oh, is that the vampire thing? I'm like, yeah, interview with the vampire. Brad Pitt Kirsten Dunst as a little child. I'm sorry. I'm just like really young. Like I just no, like wasn't. I, I was like You guys know life. how Sophie's one of those young girlies? Yeah. Like I'm just I'm I'm like on the Gen Z cusp. No, you guys, I'm <laughs> in my 30s. But that was like wait, in the uh, early 90s, I think. So I was Ugh, gross. What do you th- wait, what do you think about Schwartz on Winterhouse? What she what he's kind of like flirting Whoa. with Katie Floody. Katie Floody from Below Deck, they have this flirty thing going on. I okay, well, so, yes, and his hang up is that she has the exact not only the first name, <laughs> Katie, but also the middle name Marie. So, and she clearly like has you know, she's kind of fed up with it because he keeps using that as an excuse and she's like into him. And the cliffhanger of the past episode was her being like, oh, I'm pissed off, this is pissing me off. <laughs> So I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I'm into it. I like watching Schwartz like be single and have fun because I feel like Schwartz is so charming. And he clearly, you know, was, was getting around with the ladies during his marriage in the shadows, but now we get to watch it. Maybe that's the part he likes was like being married and getting around with ladies while he was married. And so maybe that magic, he's like, oh, this was so much more exciting when I was actually with somebody I loved. I know it's so funny though, because it's like you hated your wife. Like you hated her. 
now we saw you're... how he treated her. Right, right. Oh my god. Um, well, okay. So oh, also, the... wait. Did you see that Jack Sandoval and Schwartz were reunited? Oh, it's on my list, and it said, what and Jack's Jack's put on his Instagram stories. He's like, time time to get the band back together, and I was like, no. No, like, let's consider this Nirvana. It's never happening again. Do not, like, what kind of horcrux, what kind of curse? They they hung out, guys, the night before Thanksgiving, I believe, and they put all three of them. And Schwartz does this thing in photos now where he's always like this, like, do you, do you know it with the hand where he's like, he does this thing with his hand and his face. Do you know what I'm talking about? If you see the photo, I, he's always I, like. I need, to, I need to look. He's, I, it looks gross I'm when I do it, but he looks all modely. What's that? <laughs> also, leave it to. Jack Sandoval and Schwartz to partake in Blackout Wednesday at their big ages. In their 40s, yeah. Well, that's the thing is that, well, okay, (laughs) I just get so confused with all of this. And I think I'm actually somebody that watches Special Forces on Fox, which the final episode is tonight to find out who wins. Who's who's left? I haven't been watching it. It's exactly what I thought because these are the people doing the interviews, like like at the beginning. sorry, Sorry, do you hear background noise? It's my parents. Not at well, I mean, not at all, really. It's fine. Okay, it's all good. they're happy that the Eagles won because they didn't want the Bills to win. Okay, oh, please good. Down. Thank you, guys. We're working. Can you we're tell the working. kids to come on? I'm putting bread on the on. table. <laughs> um, okay, Nick Vialli. Nick Vialli's still there. Um, t- uh, Tyler Cameron, Tom okay. Sandoval, Tom Sandoval. There's this really like a great uh, Olympian, but I forget her name. Um, so Jojo and, Siwa is gone. Okay, and Jojo Siwa is there as well. And tonight's the finale of Special Forces, and so uh, Jojo might win it all. But I think it's going to be Tyler Cameron. So wait, Jojo is still there. Jojo is still there. Okay, wait. I loved Sandoval. That clip of her carrying Sandoval. <laughs> I mean, that was truly amazing. And that's, by the way, that the the billboard on Sunset Boulevard has Tom Sandoval like over like this, this like, like tightrope wire. And he's like carrying himself. The the actual billboard should be Jojo Siwa carrying Tom Sandoval because it works on so many different levels. I want, I love Jojo Siwa. I really respect her after seeing that clip. That's all I really know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch um, Dance Moms. Yeah, me either. But I, lo- but I'm a fan of JoJo Siwa, the personality. Yes, yes, totally. Um, oh, so well, Tyler Cameron. This- it's funny because Hannah Brown won season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talks about Hannah Brown in Special Forces, but it's really intense. It's like a slow paced show. But they think the the military sergeants, they think Tyler has really turned a corner in these seven days. <laughs> it's only seven days, and he's really turned a corner. Like I couldn't do it at all, but I love watching it and. Um, I love watching it even with Tom Sandoval. I will say they they did this thing in the last episode where they had somebody close to him, like a family member, give them like words of encouragement, but they were also trying to mentally break them to see if they could like handle it. And Tom Sandoval's mom was like, they're like, Tom, we love you. And I, listen, I'm all like, I, I have a soft spot obviously for moms, but I so wanted the mom to be like, you better win this and pay me back for Schwartz and Sandy's. Pay me back. <laughs> Wait, how long was this filmed after Scandal broke? 
So it was, this is what's interesting even if you compare it to Winter House. So this was like a month and a half, I believe, month and a half to two months after Scandaball. So it was after the reunion. Uh, he was already like, it was like, it was like a weird break, I think, from touring potentially. I'm going to find out exactly. But Winter House, Tom Schwartz is about to leave in this next episode to go film the reunion. Yeah, yeah Winter House was in March. And it's funny, like the way that he keeps like, bringing up Scandaval. He's like, oh, I'm just so... And I don't blame him. That's like what was going on when they were filming. But it's like, we we don't care. We don't yeah. care anymore. Well, like, let's move on. But Sophie, isn't it interesting that they kept a lot of the Winterhouse stuff secret? Like, Andy could have grilled Tom and been like, hey, word on the street is you made out with Katie Floody yesterday. Yeah. But I guess they have this thing against like leaking anything like Bravo production does not like one. I think that that's why Bravo was like a little bit pissed at Carl and Lindsay apparently because they were doing so many interviews or Lindsay was doing so many interviews <laughs> and they were like, can you save some for the show? So I don't know. Okay. Well, speaking of that, I need your gut react. Like what was your first reaction when you saw that Lindsay Hubbard was hanging out with Johnny Bananas on the day of her wedding oh in New God. York City. That's just, that's not, that's not, it's the not path the way to, it's not the way it's not the path to healing or to happiness. And of course, Lindsay, you know, can do whatever I love she Lindsay. wants. I love Lindsay, love Lindsay to death. She can do whatever she wants. She is going to learn these lessons herself. Um, she but might Johnny bananas right now, but Johnny bananas, like, come on. Come on. And I don't, I haven't watched the challenge in like years, but he's been a, um, a life. He's a tenured challenge contestant. That's how, like, I don't think I've watched since like maybe like 2009. And that's how long Johnny Bananas has. That That's his, his full-time career is just doing well, the challenge. I mean, he's kind of like Mariah Carey at Christmas time. He makes his yearly nut during the challenge. Like right, he's, exactly. I mean, he, but Johnny Bananas also, uh, I think Kelly Laguna Biatch pointed this out, uh, reminded me, Johnny Bananas has a sex tape out there and he is, uh, Mr. Bananas, I'm so sorry if I'm misspeaking, he is not packing down there. Oh, he's not. He is, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't have a little banana down there. Yeah. He, he does have a little banana. He has a little banana, according to this sex tape. Do but you also, dare like, me, you dare me to look it up. Do you dare me to watch with my parents tonight? I don't think I don't. By the way, if you watch with your parents, can we get a live reaction of your dad, and then I can do a whole Reddit thread about this? But I, <laughs> I, I won't actually go and look for this because I, I do have some self respect a little bit still. But Johnny Bananas, like, I would much rather it. Like, there's so many other people to choose from. Like, like, right. and how dare you, Carl, to even give her, like, get her to a point where she has to go out with Johnny Bananas. Right. And of course they like, there were like pap shots. It's like, yeah, I mean, uh, it, we'll see. Listen, obviously this is something Mr. Bananas has been trying to get into the Bravo universe for years now. He, did you see him? He's been hanging out with like Jax and all those guys in the last oh, year. God. I saw him at a lot of Vanderpump events and oh, Mr. Bananas, God. Like, I respect him in terms of what he's done on the challenge. I just don't know if I want my chocolate dipping into peanut butter in that way. Right, right. But, like, if they do get married, <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay Bananas. Lindsay Bananas. Is that, like, actually, like, what is his? That's is that not his, his actual name. 
What if that was his government name? <laughs> yeah, my fam. Oh, is there a Mrs. Bananas? There sure is. <laughs> when it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his, his uh, sister is like Marissa Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Johnny like Banana. Bananas. <laughs> Johnny Bananas has to go on special forces to bring respect back to the Bananas name. Because that's what Sandoval, Sandoval's on special forces and he's like, I'm going to do this to bring respect back to my family name. And I'm like, there's no fucking way your family thinks that you will bring respect back to the name of Sandoval by going on special forces. And exactly what's happening, like, this is exactly what is happening is exactly what I thought would happen is that by the time Vanderpump Rules season 11 airs on January 15th, all will be forgiven with Mr. Tom Sandoval. I feel like every, I I feel like it's already there. I feel like we're definitely already there to an extent. I feel like Raquel has been totally rehabilitized. I mean, in term, not totally, but I feel like people are way more sympathetic than they were, you know, six months ago when everyone was still really angry. And a good example is the fact that Dave Portnoy. That, I, this said, was a story for you. I brought yeah, this up. So this is, Ryan, I'm two steps ahead of you, baby. I was so excited when this happened because I was like, oh my God, this will be great for Sophie. Explain to the people what we're referring to. Right. So there were like rumors going around that Raquel and Dave Portnoy, I think maybe like Demois. I can't remember where it was like first Bravo and cocktails. I don't know. Someone posted about Raquel and Dave Portnoy being seen together. And I guess page six or some tabloid. Bernie, asked for Bernie Zillow from page six reached yeah. out to Dave Portnoy. And then he responded and then screenshotted his response. And he said, I've never, I I don't have it in front of me, but he basically was like, I've never been seen with that trash bag. I would never want, it's offensive that I would ever be associated or mentioned in the same (laughs) room with her. Like he's such a misogynistic piece of shit. Like he's such a- And you've said that multiple times on this show, but this is, he goes, my official statement. I can confirm I've never met that trash bag in my life. And it's wildly insulting to even be mentioned in the same sentence as her. I was eating pizza at Uncle Jerry's though, which was spectacular by the way, and got an 8.3. Cause he does these like, like two bite pizza reviews. And that's what he was doing in the same location as Raquel or Rachel Levis. And- but also he did this dick thing where he left 
uh, Bernie from page six, they left, he left her email address in the screenshot. And he knows what he's doing with that because he has the most psychotic, um, army of misogynistic fans that are obviously going to go after her and stalk her and dox her and threaten her. Like he knows what he's doing. He's such a piece of garbage. And that's why I refuse to support anything Barstool affiliated, Barstool related. I know a lot of people listening probably love like chicks in the office. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I follow chicks in the office on Instagram. Do not, I, I refuse. I morally, like, I just cannot stand for anyone that associates with Barstool. Like, but why do you think he, but why do you think he went that hard by calling her a trash bag? Like, listen, I, I don't like certain things Rachel did. And like, I went, I mean, but like to call her like a a full on trash bag, like six months after this happened, it almost thinks like, why? Like, like it almost makes me think something did happen. Why go that hard on somebody like that? Right. That's, that's a good point. But yeah, like if this were six months ago, people would probably be like, "Eh, okay, Dave, you have a point. Yes. We're all mad. We're all angry. But if you remember, like, let's not rewrite history. There was so much vitriol towards Raquel. Um, by every every podcast, including us, like we were, Hell you yes. know, we were pissed at Raquel. Everyone was, but we have since, you know, cooled off a little bit. And a lot of people came to her defense and were pointing out how freaking disgusting that statement was. And I'm glad that the tides have turned a little bit because you know we see how society treats women, and Raquel definitely got the short end of the stick compared to Sandoval's treatment. Well, I mean, yeah, like Sandoval just never went away. I always said like, he's just like a barnacle. He's not going to go away to the point where you watch pop culture in motion, where you're like, it's going to be this collective thing, kind of like of forgetting what actually happened. And then Ariana going to all of a sudden become a bad guy eventually. I mean, it is going to be, watch, it's already happening and it's really weird slash scary to watch happen. But Also, the thing with Raquel not being there to tell her own story on season 11, Tom is going to be able to get away with things in terms of his own personal narrative that are potentially not true. And Sophie, dude, I I did Kristen Doty's podcast this week and we recapped a season two episode where it was the episode where... Guy, it was so it was like in it was met it was so inception and meta where I was talking to Dodie about her performance in this scene with Tom and Tom was saying some of the same things that he said to Ariana Wait, in which, terms which of which episode was it like describe what the happened. one that came out this week it's so oh no sorry no uh, her it was season two episode thirteen and it was right after they get back from Cabo and Tom and uh, Chris and Dodie are on the outs and he she finally gets him to admit that. She he did make out with Ariana years ago, but now they're just friends. And it but it's wild the stories that he's telling her. And it like it's just so interesting to think like, oh, eight seasons later, it's like the same thing with him. Like the pattern of behavior is very similar. And I gotta tell you gaslighting cheater. But since Dodie went so hard and she kind of was like this temperamental woman, I'm doing that in quotation right, marks. Right. We were all like, oh, she uh, crazy Kristen, crazy. crazy Kristen. Yeah. yeah and I mean, Kristen has had her. Has her moments. And that's OK. Hey, well, by the yeah, way, she admits and she admits to that in the, the, the podcast. But I just found it wild to be. Because right. she said I could say anything I wanted. But get Sophie, guess what episodes the next episode after this? The slap where the slap slap. where with Stassi, where, 
I don't know why I'm whispering where she had, where it gets found out that she slept with Jax while they were watching drive. Oh my God. Yes. And also, and like, could you imagine like, that back to back, like the, the Sandoval what, stuff? What like imagine that point. What a time to be alive. Watching that live. Like those were the days. Those were the best days <laughs> of our lives. <laughs> I mean, it truly was wild to talk to her about this. I felt like, I was like, this is really weird. It was so weird to talk to her about her own behavior. And then just to think that the slap is like the next episode. And I just like, how, how did you even survive this period of time? And then to think like eight seasons later, Sandoval is doing very similar behavior. I think yes. that just stuff is so funny, but he's really nice to everybody and he'll take a picture with you. And he's like really well behaved in like social situations. So everything's kind of back to normal. Right. And don't forget about Miami girl. Miami. Like, the same, same pattern of behavior. Miami girl. We had sex. We had sex. <laughs> I don't know I what you're talking parents. about, dude. I definitely my, didn't have sex with you, dude. My parents are like literally like 10 feet away. And I'm like, we had sex. <laughs> <laughs> they believe me. They, they, they know who I, they know that's definitely not they true. They know but, um, what I'm dealing with here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just think it's wild. And it, it led me to like, think about like that, that photo that we were just talking about with Jack Schwartz and Sandoval, all the women that we don't know about that they oh, hooked yeah. up with. Well, yeah, it's the same. It's like with Schwartz in the shadows off camera. Like, just think about it. Like so um, many. Okay. You know what else I watched this week on Netflix? Are you watching Squid Game, the reality show? No. Oh my God. But I want to, I downloaded it on my phone for the flight. I didn't end up watching it yet, but like, I'm probably going to watch it on the plane tomorrow. Is it did so you, good? Did you watch the initial show two, two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, they basically did an actual reality show with all like the exact same sets. They don't kill people, but they put off these little squibs. So when they die, this thing explodes on their chest and it is it's really weird, but really well done. Five episodes have been out. There's going to be two more this Thursday. And then the finale is December 7th. But I recommend it. Like, it's kind of a mix of sur like a dystopian survivor. Um, it is really weird, but I like it. It's really easy to watch. And if you're looking for something over the holidays, why not try it? Squid Game, I do recommend it. I I'm excited for you to watch it to see what you think. Yeah, and I recently heard about how some of the contestants are maybe suing Netflix because of how yeah. traumatic the experience was. And apparently, like, they made it as close to close. the conditions, like, the conditions from the show where, like, they had no, like, actual human interaction with guards. The guards didn't speak to them. I think there was, like, not a ton of food. Um, that it yeah, was, the like, food is shitty. They kept it really cold. In, yeah. Uh, they kept it, it really it cold. Like, and it was super traumatic when like the fake blood would explode when they died. Like it actually, like some of them would like fall down and like, I don't know. It sounds insane. And okay. it's like, yes it's to all so of that. But Sophie, guess what the prize is? Isn't it like $5 million? It's like $4.8 million that one person gets. I'm sorry. You know, if you've seen Squid Game, you know what you're signing up for. Be thankful that you don't have to die and somebody's going to get that $4.8 million. I'm sorry. You can deal with a little shitty food and some cold weather. You can always tap out if you don't want to be there. This is the thing where like we live in such a litigious society that like, and by the way, Bethany Frankel, if you're listening, go to the Squid Game people. Go fight yeah. their battle them please ba fight their battle yeah i was gonna yeah. say i feel like you know i can see 
I, I want these contestants to be treated humanely. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. But, but, but you know what you're signing up for. Yeah, Come on. It's, like, it's $4.8 million. Like they've got to go through something a little right. traumatic and like, it's got to have some stakes there and that's what they're attempting to do. But I'm curious because if that lawsuit goes forward, you'll guarantee that there won't be another season of this. So watch it now, folks. I think it's actually really interesting and nobody dies. Nobody's actually even gotten hurt. But I do think it is interest. It's an interesting experiment. Wait, I think the lawsuit said that some people did have injuries, actually. But like again, come on, you you're yeah. alive. At least you didn't like die. A- have you seen <laughs> the actual Squid Game? People are dying. Like, thank God oh it's not god. that. Oh my god, um, I sound okay, so, so I, I do feel bad uh, if people were treated inhumanely. I do, Sophie, but at the same... Okay, $4.8 I don't know. I feel horrible, but at the same time, it shouldn't be a walk in the park. Do you, I mean, right. do you ever watch Survivor on CBS? Uh, no, I haven't watched in a few seasons, but I've, I've been having the hankering to get back into it. I fell back in love with it. I mean, even the season isn't that good, but I've been watching it the last two seasons. And there is, like, they don't get a lot of food, you guys. They're basically starving, too. Should Survivor yeah. get sued? Who are the Love is Blind contestants? I mean, love is blind. They don't even get a look at these people. And so is Cy from Roni. So like, (sighs) who's the real victim here? Oh, okay. Finally, I get with the Cy thing. I get that um, Cy just like, she thinks her modeling look is just pouting. She's all, all if you go to her Instagram, she's like, it's always like a, I don't follow Scout the City. I'm surprised you do. Well, listen, I followed all of them at first. And I did see her in person on Wednesday. And guess who else I saw in person on Wednesday before I drove back to Arizona? Um, Bren. Mr. John Mayer. What? Your favorite. Yeah, because I was doing what? the... I did the Jeff Lewis Live After Show at Sirius XM. And it was the, the first day that he started his new Sirius XM channel called Life with John, Channel 14. And he's in the studio right next to Jeff's. So all of a sudden I was told like all of a sudden there's like this big hubbub. And I was like, I was in there and then driving back to Arizona and they, Jeff had to film and or record another session with Cy. So that's why Cy was there. And then John Mayer comes walking down the hall 20 minutes before I start the, the after show. And I was like, Whoa. And he's just all like unassuming and like chill and like the head nod. And then I listened to this, uh, life with John Mayer channel 14, I listened to it for the entire car ride. This thing, he pro like the music was fucking top notch. The music mixes he made, he took calls. It was really good. He made a two hour playlist for going out the night before Thanksgiving with your friends. And it, it, it jazzed me up on a long car wow. ride. And I was like, hell yeah. It was so, if you have serious, I, I swear to God, this isn't a commercial. It was so he's, good. He's also good at like content creation in general. Like he has like funny TikToks. Like he's, he, he has a personality. He um, gets it. And I'm, yeah. Fuck you for not putting in a, a good word for me, Ryan. Oh, dude, I, I I barely got a head nod. I was like, ha, 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 ha. I like, listen, I think this about John Mayer, like uh, I can, I can forgive him for the Jessica Simpson stuff because I read her autobiography. I, I just think like, how does one man, why does he get so much? Why does he get to be funny and also play guitar like that? Like, Talented I feel like too Andy much has been given to him. Yeah, he's I like best friends with Andy. I love Andy Cohen. Like, why does he get all of these things? But like, do you ever feel like he's lonely? 
you know what? I feel like he's had sex with everybody he's ever wanted to in his life. He could have sex with anybody he wants. I think he chooses to be alone because he's like, I'm living the fucking life. And I think he enjoys being lonely and sad sometimes because it gives him time to think with that big brain of his. That's true. He likes being lonely on his like Montana estate. Yes. And he has his dog and he, like he gets to listen to his music and he plays music. Like I feel Do like he's pro- Do you remember those stories of like when he would like have concerts and he would like, I don't know yeah, if they were there, the but he would like pick out girls from the audience, oh. and, like, bring her backstage. And he would literally just like pick out whatever girls he wanted from the audience. And then sometimes he would be like, can I fist you? <laughs> no, wait, first off, I want to point out Sophie is potentially 10 feet away from her parents still. <laughs> and then second off, second off, wait, you heard that John fit you like the fist thing or yes. are you just making that up? No, I swear to God. I swear. I swear. Okay, this is what scares me. This is what scares me about celebrity. And this actually a trigger warning because I do want to talk about Puff Daddy here in a second. Yes. But like what suck, what, what it seems like with celebrity, it seems like you get bigger and bigger. Everybody loves you. So you start like testing limits on how fucking creepy and gross you can be to the opposite sex or even the same sex. And I don't know, like that sounds wild, but I do notice a lot of powerful men, you know, I mean, we can even throw Epstein in there where they just started doing things that would like creep people out and like really like right. test the boundaries of any social, like, I don't know, like that's where I kind of, I don't know if I could ever get to a point where I would feel like, I don't know, man, that's like I messed mean- up. I'm unless sure you like fisting, unless you, I, unless you like I, fisting. And I feel like also like when I say that, it sounds really bad. And it's like, why would you still be attracted to someone like that? It's like John Mayer gets away with that, those kinds of things. <laughs> like conventionally attractive. Um, obviously, if Harvey Weinstein, which I'm sure he did at some point, asked to fist you, you would like, you know, report it to the authorities. Like, it, I don't know. I feel like it depends on who the person is that they can get away with it for so long. I don't know, you know, these stories aren't verified about John Mayer. I know there have been creepy things about him. There have been creepy things about so many male celebrities. And it's like the disgusting ones, like Harvey Weinstein, are the ones that end up getting, you know, caught earlier maybe yeah no that sounds well crazy. no i mean harvey i know harvey weinstein had a pattern of abuse for decades for that decades, was uncovered for decades so it sounds that sounds stupid to say but you know what i mean i feel like some of the more attractive ones probably are grosser than you realize and they get away with it for being conventionally attractive i mean but, that, yeah. that actually is a really interesting point that i mean it's a very interesting point because i wonder how many women and also men you know have like almost certain, like convince themselves of like, oh, but they're so attractive and they're so this that lets them get away with certain types of behavior. And I do want to also point out, we have no factual proof. And I didn't even know these stories that you're talking about with John Mayer. I just figured that any woman would throw themselves at him. And like, you know, he's like, you "You could point in the audience. I want to sleep with you. And he'd be like, cool, like, let's do it. Yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah. Yes. Um, That's why. I I I feel like in terms of like, gross men feeling like you said, like going, seeing how much they can get away with and how much they can control women with less power than them. Like just like psychologically think of what like fame and money and power like does to you. Like it's freaking like Jared Leto and yeah, Diddy. 
Like, oh man, Jerry, so well the Diddy thing, you guys. So he, the Cassie lawsuit happened, and then within one day they settled that lawsuit. One day after this hit, but then since then there have been two more lawsuits that have popped up, and I feel like this is going to be an avalanche at this point. Yep. Um, but also fuck him. Like if he did this behavior, yeah, if this has all been shit. an open secret, like that's wild. He did that shit. Also, oh my God. Like the Cassie lawsuit was insane. Apparently he, he may have paid her. I don't know where I saw this. $30 million. Allegedly. Yeah. People were throwing around the number $30 million. Um, and apparently he blew up Kid Cudi's car. Oh my God. That was the thing. So Kid Cudi in the papers, Cassie in the lawsuit says, they, he had hooked up, she had hooked up or had a flirtation with Kid Cudi. He was jealous about it and told her he was going to blow up Kid Cudi's car. And then later, Kid Cudi's car did blow up in his driveway. And Kid Cudi, when this lawsuit happened that Friday, Kid Cudi said, I I confirm all of these details. My car did blow up in my driveway. Like, that is a crazy coincidence. That's And that's a crazy freaking thing to do. Like who does about having that? that much power that you feel like you can get away with blowing up somebody's car? Like how like scary, especially dude, your, your best friend at the time, notorious B I G died in an assassination. Like, and you still act like that. And then he like tries to be like, Oh, I'm all about love. I'm Diddy. I'm the love Diddy. Like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm the love Diddy. Yeah. Fuck well, that. Dude, I, fuck if him. I was Ben Affleck, I would be scared shitless. Cause he always is like, had like that, like, you know, JLo fixation oh as well. Oh my God. Oh, Ben Affleck, do I, not smoke in your car anymore. Do not smoke in your car. Ben Affleck anymore. I feel like he needs to beef up his security if he hasn't already. Wait, did you see Ben Affleck in those paparazzi photos? Wait, what he about smokes the- menthols? He smokes okay. menthol Marlboros. Yes. Yes, also the video, I, I don't know how old it is, but I saw someone post it the other day where he's helping, he's like getting J-Lo in the front seat and then he shuts her and he just like slams it and like looks <laughs> so dejected and tired of living. Oh my God. I think, well, you know what? You know how like certain dogs, you look at them and they just always have that sad look because that's how they yeah. are. I think Ben Affleck just is born with that sad look. I think he might be happier than we think he is. Yeah. I mean, well, he's married to J-Lo you, and living in a $50 million. I think they just bought a new house. They, uh, they've always been bought. Like, they've always fall out of escrow so much. Houses. It's like, save some for the rest of us. <laughs> Somebody, I, I made an Instagram post about, because it's like he picked J-Lo up from working out. And I said, is there anything this man can't do? And somebody pointed out to me that J-Lo doesn't know how to drive. Like she literally doesn't know how to drive. Wait, and but like, like he, that actually, that actually tracks because she's from New York, and <laughs> she also, yeah, it's like I mean, if you're just gonna get driven around, she had her big break when she was relatively young. Um, and I respect I, that because yeah. you're never gonna get a DUI out of J Lo. J Lo will never yeah. get a DUI. You know what? That's <laughs> if you don't need I to get it. a drive. I haven't. My driver's license has been expired for a few years and I get away with it because I'm a cute girl. So I know what it's like, J-Lo. You know what it's like to be John Mayer, I guess. Um, I don't. The, the other thing though about the J-Lo, I always see, have you seen like the last couple of paparazzi shots? They're always at McDonald's. Um. Oh. Like they're always picking up McDonald's. And I have this theory that Ben Affleck is trying to slowly destroy her health because she's such a health nut. And I feel like he's turning her on to like bad vices like McDonald's, like the rest of us have. That's so interesting. I wonder if he's like newly discovered McDonald's coffee because they do have good coffee. 
like but, potentially uh, yeah, but, what I've been dumping. But I think he's like, yeah, fucking try a Big Mac, JLo. You earned it. Maybe like, and like, eventually, eat yeah, eat it. eat it, eat it. Get a second oh one. It's the dollar menu. You're fine. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. So happy Thanksgiving to Ben and JLo. Um, oh, God. Well, speaking of DUI, Tiffany Haddish, the comedian, got a DUI on Thanksgiving night. She was in Beverly Hills. Her car, she was slumped over sleeping in her car in the middle of a lane in Beverly Hills. Oh, God. Oh, my God. This is her second saw, DUI in the last couple of years. Take her license away, first of all. Yeah, like, that, just inexcusable. Second of all, I saw the headline of her getting a DUI, but I, like, didn't see the details. If you're passed out in the middle of the lane, like, it's not like you were, like, I'm not saying one is better than the other, but if you're, like, swerving a little bit, you were fully passed out. Like, how yeah. fucked up were you? Like, well, that's, I don't, that's, that's another big thing. I always don't understand about celebrities or any of us. There's Uber and Lyft. We've made it so no easy to not of, drive. They've made it the so easy. Uber, I would, I would even like, I'm, it's it, not defending anyone who drunk drove before Uber. Obviously it used to be so much harder to like call a cab, especially if you live, if you're in suburbia or like a remote area that doesn't have a lot of cabs, I could see why that's a tough predicament, not defending it. But there is literally no excuse now that no, no. I mean, no especially if you live in a big city like L.A. or New York or, you know, where you can get an Uber in two seconds. But get, get your drink on. Do it. Drink. Like, also, I want you to get your drink on. Also, if you're a celebrity, there's no excuse. You can afford it. You can afford a personal driver. Like... There's no excuse, especially if you're a celebrity. Like, so that's it. So bad it's good. Sophie and Ryan are down on drunk driving. We that's our official statement on down. Tiffany, call me. Sometimes I'm in Los Angeles. I could pick you up. It's not a biggie. Drunk driving is out for 2024. (laughs) Yes, 2024 (laughs) predictions. Drunk driving, not good. Um. Also, like. as if we needed one more reason to, you know, think that Tiffany Haddish is a despicable person after her whole like scandal last year. Like, and that was a scandal where she had, she did a skit with who was the other comedian that did it with her? Oh, are you talking about the underage thing? The... Yeah. Where they had a skit about pedophilia. It was like, yeah. it was, it was sick. It was And disgusting. somebody sued her. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just disgusting. And she's just, ugh, just gross. We're really going there today. Um, okay. Let's move back to Bravo where things are a little bit lighter is what did you think about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City this oh, week? Huh? I've got the bonnet on right now. Pioneer days. What did you think of this episode? I love, where did you get that bonnet? Like on demand? Okay. Let me tell you this. Because Heather Gay in the episode says, oh, I I used to be Mormon. I know where to get all this stuff. Guess what? So does Ryan Bailey. You just fucking hop on Amazon. It's $13. It got to, I drunkenly bought this Thanksgiving night after I did not drive. And I was like tipsy in my bed as I do. And like, just kind of. Will you tie it again? Tie it again, please. Yeah. I was tipsy in bed and I was like, I need one of these bonnets. This could be perfect for my reality show museum that I want to make. And first thing you put, type in Amazon, like Pioneer Hat, and this is $14. This you was a bargain. You literally look like Angie K right now. You look like Angie K. Oh, I look Greek? Do I look Greek? I, I, I should mean, have like huge sunglasses. I also, can we, 
can we like all apologize to Angie K because she is a fantastic no. housewife. Lo, so calm down. Her, I think that she is a fantastic housewife. She's fine. Okay. The, I will say the one moment I loved with Angie K this episode that I don't feel has gotten enough attention was that her and her husband had a fight over um, the Humpty Dance song. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, she was like, you listen to country and I don't like it. He's like, I listen to, I've always liked country. You listen to the Humpty dance. And she's like, I do like the Humpty dance. It makes me feel young. And I was like, the Humpty dance is a chance to do the hump. I love that cracked me up. I know. I love her. Like I love her. And I I love that she was like, not, I, I respect a housewife always. You will always get points for me when you are vulnerable about your marriage not being perfect. So I... You are, but I do want... Okay, but but Sophie, what is the reality? Like, do you really think if their marriage wasn't... Like, if your marriage isn't perfect, why would you ever agree to go on a reality show? I feel like sometimes they hype that up for the camera. Um, I mean, for so many reasons... But if he's look there at, on the mean streets at, of Salt Lake Dr., City. Look at Dr. Wendy and her four businesses that she has attempted to, <laughs> <laughs> to um, kickstart since she yeah. joined Potomac. You get exposure, you get followers, you get money. Like, I I can see it. And I will always respect a housewife who is, I mean, but then again, like, shut up, Whitney and Justin. I don't care about your marriage. Like, it depends oh, on the housewife. <laughs> well, that, see, I don't believe they're having marriage issues at all. But I do think, what do you think about Seth and Meredith Marks podcast? They do a podcast like we do. A, hey, I'm Seth Marks. We're hanging by a thread. We've got Justin and Whitney. I want to see your boobs, Whitney. Like, what do you think about their podcast? I went and looked at it. Like the first episode was 17 minutes long. And this last episode with Whitney and Justin just got released this week. It's 35 minutes long. Like, what the fuck could they pot? I at mean, like, right. they don't even have like a real like setup. They're like at their dining room table and put up some like posters. Like, it's just come on. And Seth, did you see, by the way, that I, I pulled people the other, I think last week about <laughs> I didn't know they would rather take home from the club between John <laughs> Barlow and Seth Marks. And it really was like John Barlow, I think, won by a small margin. I was. Well, I feel. I feel like John would run away with it. That's what I thought too. I was shocked by how many people are like Team Seth. That's like disgusting. Why? Why, why do you think they're Team so, Seth? I thought Seth was hot until he opened his mouth, and then it's been like, get away from me ever. Like he is like so cringy. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. We're recording. We're recording. He opens the door with his like recording <laughs> headphones on. Like, rumors out there like early John Mayer. He was picking people out of BravoCon to fist. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, Seth seems like that guy that if you, Seth seems like that guy, if he like took you back and he, he wouldn't have sex with you. He would want to make love to you. He would be like, I want to make sure you are. I want to make sure you are pleased me lady. Like he That's would really. What I said, because some people said, I think I had one reply on Twitter that said the opposite. They were that like Seth was a greedy lover. They were like John Barlow would like make love to you, which I'm like okay, like fair. I guess he's like a Mormon, like this, like you know, very religious Mormon. Seth would fuck you. I mean, <laughs> no, I see. Notice how I like my voice. I think- my parents are ten feet away. Um, but like, I think it's the opposite. I think that I think, I I think, think Seth-, Seth Seth would get like super attached. 
He's like one of those yeah. guys that gets super attached and like not stop texting you and like <sighs> ask what are Some, we? Yeah, what are, are we? Ex, are we exclusive? What's yeah. going on? Um, are you ghosting me? I do think it's weird though that Seth. Like, I want to know like the like the reality show. I love Salt Lake City as a reality show, but now yeah. I kind of want to know the real deal. Like, I want them to wear GoPros that they don't know that it, that are on. Like, because I want to know the real conversations. Like, what their lives must really be like. Like, how often do they even hang out? Like, they even yeah. say it's hard for them to get together to do a seventeen minute podcast. Like, I want to know everybody's real situation. Like the right. real shit. Right. Salt Lake City, honestly, is like the best housewives on right now, in my opinion. I'm not watching Miami, but... Oh, Miami's so good. I mean, I like, I will say Salt Lake's Miami. my favorite. Miami's great. Everyone um, said Miami is really good right now. Um, I think Potomac... Potomac has been a little bit slow. Potomac's I, fun, I, but it's like, it doesn't have the main driving storyline yet right, that like, like fascinates me. Story, what even is the storyline this season? Like there's a little well, bit I mean, of the fun stuff. You like, got Candace on tour. She's doing great. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Giselle's with Jason. Jason Juan, yeah, Juan and Robin. <laughs> but also Robin, the Juan and Robin storyline could be fascinating, but Robin pretty much her whole thing is, I don't care. I give up. I don't care. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, well, if Robin's not going to show anything, like. Each one of those ladies makes me laugh, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a good season. But right, it's so early right. in the it's, season it's still. It's Dr. Wendy trying to start a talk show. Like, they're they're not super compelling storylines, um, so hopefully but we can't give up on it. We can't give up on Potomac. Yeah. Yet. It's only four episodes. I'm not going to give up on it again. I chose winter house over Beverly Hills when I was like deciding which Wednesday show to watch, wow. which is not a good sign. Um, so, Beverly hey, what, what, so, really- so what shows are you watching? Name them, name them, name them, name them, name them. But there was no new Southern charm because of Thanksgiving. Correct. Yeah, no new Southern Charm. So we were Southern Charm. But, Southern Charm, I think, has been amazing this season. Yeah, I mean, it really it is one of those that keeps on giving, it's and hidden. it really shows it shows the frailty of man, and uh, it, you know, and how I don't know. I'm really curious to see, like, will Southern Charm ever end? Like, imagine the final episode of Southern Charm. Like, will set? Like, will like Sheppy in his 60s? Like, where does Southern Charm end? Like, will the, will the end be Craig and Paige's well, wedding? I think I wonder the same thing about Summer House because I feel like Kyle is starting to age out of it. Not because he's like too old, but I feel like he's just not. He's kind of past his prime in terms of like being a reality TV show cast member. So like Summer House also, like, I don't think Summer House has a chance without Kyle and Amanda. How well, I don't Kyle know does his happen. best work by himself, just like Mary Cosby. Like my favorite Kyle scenes are by right. by himself, wasted in the kitchen, and in there's the only kitchen, so many things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mary Cosby does great work by herself as well. Like that's, but I, but you're right. Like Amanda is seems like she likes being a part of the. She likes being a part of reality television, but she doesn't like actually going to do it. Like it's got to be tiring at a certain point, you know? Right, right. So I I wonder that a lot. I'm like, at what point, like, I think Vanderpump has done a good job of, and I mean, there is Vanderpump where they have, you know, reality TV show members that are in their forties, but they have managed to stay extremely chaotic and extremely locked into the chaos like, yeah. I feel like Kyle and Amanda are getting more settled down and 
I don't but know. Think about it. The success of a show I, depends on your personal detriment. Like right. their like relationship as, would have to fall apart. Exactly. I feel like Shep, as long as Shep and Austin are like middle-aged degenerates, like we still have a show. We're still in business. Um, yeah. I don't know though. Uh, did you see JT. that? I love JT. Mommy. JT, JT is going to come on the pod after they film the reunion. And I'm really excited because oh God, he's an interesting an character. Bet. That is a I hard get, great. like Whitney and Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Great job. <laughs> uh, I was sitting down and I said, we got to get JT on the pod. We got to get him on. It'd be great. Um, okay. <laughs> a couple things as we start winding down here. Um, Snoop Dogg, how dare you? You MFer. You use your weed, your pothead status to say I quit smoke. And then it was just a fucking advertisement for like a smokeless little, like a, what was it? Like a smokeless heater or some bullshit? Like you traded in your reputation. I knew it. I I think a lot of people called that. It was like. No, a lot of people did. But like, I I mean, half of us were kind of like, well, not half, like 10% of us were like, Oh, good for you, Snoop. What a, what a great, like, there's always edibles. That's good. Save your voice. And then it's just like, how much, what? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Finish your thought. No, no, that's it. That was it. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I'm so annoying. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I I hate myself when I interrupt people. I'm so sorry. Oh God, I, I, I interrupt the whole time. I think it is a really smart marketing tactic when you have a celebrity just make a vague statement like that that everyone's like what does it all mean and then it's like (laughs) oh this was just an ad like it works every time like I can't think of another example off the top of my head but I know there are more and like you know what marketing execs you did it you You did did it but like how to at at what cost though like how much did it cost to sell out Snoop was it five million was it four million like what did it what how much did they pay him to do that yeah yeah um Okay, uh, I do want to mention, and I know you're not watching this season of The Kardashians, um, but this past week's episode, North, it was all about the Met Gala, preparing Kim for the Met Gala. North comes in, little nine-year-old North, and reads Kim for filth and says her pearl look. It is one of the weirdest things, weirdest slash funniest slash scariest things I've seen because then they set up the camera just on North and Kim's like designer friend. And then North, like, like kind of like Don Rickles, everybody at the Met and says, Pete, what are you dressing for a gas station? North, like, and at first I thought it was funny. And then I'm now chained. And I thought like, Kim, this is really kind of fucked of Kim to put her nine-year-old out there. Cause it is funny, but at the same time, it puts her out there in a really negative light in the end because it's this little nine-year-old spoiled brat that is talking right. trash that my mom would like fucking like ground me for a year. If I had said this and Kim like, is like, put the camera on her, let her go. And at first it's funny, but if you think about it, I imagine a lot of moms out there would not do this. They're trying to make her personality. They're, well, they did it. It's done. And like it's, yeah, it's done. And it's, it's working. It's working. But she is, you know, the next what Joan Rivers of of paychecks for Chris, and you know, it's working. They're they're turning her into a a person, a Gen Z icon. I don't freaking know. I did see. I saw the discourse about that online, and everyone was like, "She's so. She's just like her dad." Which, by the way, do you see that Kanye? That's not a compliment. Did you? I know it's not a compliment. Do you see the Kanye and Chris Brown 
They yeah, like, we're in Dubai together, and and, and Kanye has a new song, song coming out. Jews, like I'm anti-Semitic. I just fucked a Jewish bitch, or like yeah. something. How can just- I be anti-Semitic? I just fucked a Jewish bitch. And it's like, what happened to Kanye? What happened to religious Kanye? First off, what happened to secular music Kanye? But regardless, it's trash. It's not worth your time. Fuck him. Yeah, um, yeah, and- not even worth talking about. Irrelevant. It isn't worth loser. It. Oh shit, did you just cut out? Tomatoes, tomatoes. Oh! Sophie! Fuck. Sophie? Sophie, can you hear me? Okay, you're back. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. Thank God. Okay. 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 Anyways, okay, we're like in the last five minutes here. So, yeah, fuck Kanye. Sorry, I just don't, I really dislike. And it sounds like he's still saying like insane batshit stuff. So, have fun with that. But like the Northwest stuff, I just like, what if North grows up ugly? Like we're going to like, you're just leaving yourself open for other people to make fun of you in a negative way and how you look. Right. 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 Am I wrong about that? Or is it, am I thinking about this in the wrong way? No, you're right about what is the purpose of putting your child, your nine, 10 year old child out there in a way that could leave her open to criticism forever. There's no purpose. Like there's literally you, they have so much, power in hiding what they want to hide and not showing what they don't want to show. It's clearly purposeful that they're putting North out like this. And I think the only purpose is to, you know, turn her into a new Kardashian personality, a new Kardashian moneymaker, which is they're in the business of doing that. I mean, and of course a nine year, nine year old wants to be famous. So if they ask, don't be like, well, she wants to be uh, shit. I wanted to be an, I wanted to be a space hero when I was nine years old. Are you right. kidding me? I wanted to be able to fly. Like there's, that doesn't mean it should happen. Of course, North is going to want to take after her mom and her dad. I just think it's, but then I was reading this quote because the Beyonce movie comes out next week. And I was reading this interview with Beyonce and she was talking about her daughter, Blue Ivy. And Blue Ivy came on to do a dance at the Renaissance concert in the beginning. And she didn't like nail all the things. And I guess Blue Ivy read the criticism. And instead of like having that like detract her, it made her work extra hard and she got really good. And I was like, that's an interesting way to look at fame and actually to step to a challenge. But in North's case, I know it's probably not fair to compare two kids, but like this Blue Ivy went and worked her ass off. So by the end of the tour, she was killing it if you watch the video. But like, what is North doing? Just like ranking on other celebrities and what they wear. It's really funny. But like start a podcast like we did. Right, right. Sort of podcast like a normal person. Um, yeah, that made me really respect Blue Ivy, honestly. She has my respect. I know she's only 11 years old, but she's got my full respect. And also, like, there's nothing Gen Z and the younger generations hate more in general than, like, a Nepo kid. If you, like, are putting in work, at least, I feel like with, like, Blue Ivy, like, great. I feel like it's only a matter of time until the younger generations are like deriding North for being a Nepo baby. So it's like, is it worth, is it worth putting your child out here like this? And I don't know. I just think, I mean, I wonder where it all leads because Kim Kardashian, had just got announced today. She is going to be doing this movie, the third wheel that Netflix just bought by 
Paula Pell, who uh, was a great writer on SNL, but it's a comedy and Kim Kardashian got it sold. So she's continuing on with the acting. The Kim train is like off to the races. By the way, I do recommend a three-part docuseries on Peacock called House of Kardashians. I watched that. I thought there was some good information in there. It's not produced by the Kardashians. Uh, Caitlyn is a part of it. And it, it's very, it's, it's very interesting. You know Wait, a lot of this stuff already. Hulu? No, it's on Peacock. Oh, okay. There you go. House of Kardashians. Bullshit. No, House of Kardashians on Peacock. And they got Caitlyn. Caitlyn, I'll be be in it. They won't let me on their show, baby. But it's it's wild because it talks about the... um, you know, the, the Ray J video and the selling of the Ray J video and like kind of these steps that got them to where they are today. And it really is a fascinating story. If you kind of pull out and look at it, the macrocosm of it, it's really, really wild. So I recommend that, you know, it's not perfect, but it's really entertaining to watch. Um, and then, uh, uh, finally today, this is a really sad story just about how fucked up we are right now in terms of relationships breaking up. Hall and Oates, this is probably a story for your parents, Sophie. Hall and Oates, the 70s band, they have like a string of hits that I love. Like Man Eater, like Man Eater, Sarah Smile, Rich Girl. Fucking Hall took a restraining order out against Oates. Oates is the guy with the mustache. So Hall and Oates have now broken up and they are suing each other. And Hall and Oates, and then Hall took out a restraining order against Oates. And like I said, they can't get it because they are like suing each other over rights to certain songs and like artistic license. And this is the saddest story I read on Thanksgiving ever. Oh my God. Hall versus Oates. Like Hall. Ver- yes. Not Hall and Oates. Hall versus Oates. You're right. Sophie. Hall versus Oates. Like what? <laughs> the people what versus are, what Hall versus lawsuit, Oates. What is the lawsuit about? Okay, so I think really it's like Daryl Hall, I think, is the musical genius behind Hall and Oates. And I think Hall has thought it was his creativity that has kind of pushed Hall and Oates into what they are. And I think Oates, unfortunately, kind of like gets up there with a guitar and does a little do do do. But Hall is pulling the weight in that band and has been, I guess. And I think it just got to that breaking point. And Daryl Hall has said a lot of weird things about John Oates over the years because I went back and looked. So I think it's like suing over certain rights to songs and certain like pay structure and royalties. But it's just sad because it's like, guys, you know, like, like, what are you going to just go see John Oates? Like, I, I wouldn't like Daryl. Like, I want to see Hall and yeah, Oates. Is, I don't care. What is Oates without the Hall and Hall yes. without Oates? I mean, Daryl Hall does have a beautiful voice by himself, but like, I need them together. I don't even care if they like each other. I want them to get, I want everybody to stay together. Oh, my, unless you're Kyle and Mauricio. My parents are going to be devastated when I share the news. Yeah. Please tell that with your parents, by the way, they're like, we heard the fisting and we heard Hall and Oates. Both very scary. We heard everything. We heard everything. We're sitting right here. You're not allowed to talk to that man any longer. (laughs) That is very, this is a fan. There's a respectable family. The Rosses. You're not allowed to talk to that older man you met on the internet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fudge college, mom. Fudge Shout college. out to <laughs> uh, Sophie, this went so fast. Uh, what, what's coming up this week? What do we need to know? Is there anything you want to recommend? I'm, what's going on? I'm flying back to New York tomorrow. So I'm going to be back in the city, back to Baxter, the puppy, and... Yeah, that's about it. I'm going on vacation in a few weeks. 
Where are you going? Um, for like Christmas and New Year's, I'm going to Turks and Caicos. I've never been, so I'm excited for oh, that. Turks um, and Caicos, so sexy. Yeah, I I don't know. We need to look at a calendar and figure that out. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not worried about that, but like, are we thing? I mean, I don't want to. Uh, is this like a big Vegas? Oh, you know what I'm about? I see what you're like, getting at. Like, and we, did anybody have a conversation with your dad? Like, do you know? What I don't. Like, you know what's this... funny is that I was like, "Who is my boyfriend?" Asking for permission this week, and my parents were like, "No, like, shut up, like, stop asking." But your parents would lie to you. I was like, tell me the truth. Was he asking for permission? They were like, no. Like, I love how I'm just like daydreaming about him asking for permission, and it's like, no. Mrs. Ross, will you will you DM me and let me know if he did ask for me? I'll keep it secret. I don't I won't say anything, but I would love to know. I bet he did. I'll, uh, I'll, tell, Annie, I'll tell her to tell you. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, anyway, Soph, love you. Thank you for doing this on your holiday weekend. And thank you guys for for being there for me and my family. Thank you for everybody that's reached out. We're good. And stay stay tuned because directly after this, you're going to actually hear uh, my dad talk about Thanksgiving. And it's a it's a very funny uh, slash sad uh, 30 minutes. So if you want to stay around, please do. Cause Bill Bailey always makes it nice. And, uh, I hope you guys had a yeah. great Thanksgiving with your family, Sh- new shows all week. And thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys. I, I am thankful for each and every one of you. So thankful for Ryan and I can't wait to listen to Bill and yeah. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Okay, folks. Welcome to uh, so bad. It's good. I'm in Gilbert, Arizona. And I have a, uh, a guest that is always uh, requested. Uh, we're coming off the Thanksgiving holiday, and here he is, the one and only Bill Bailey. <laughs> say what? hey. Say hey. Hey. How, 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 uh, wow. <laughs> God, the guy hasn't been on in a month or so, and he's like, he chokes. I'm choked up. I'm with this big celebrity here. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know how to act. Well, you don't know how to talk without one of your, te- your, one of your teeth missing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure you, you all heard about that, my missing tooth. Well, I don't think they actually, if they've seen it on Instagram, but they haven't, they probably haven't heard about it yet, but we'll get into that. <laughs> so, uh, I guess how, you know, I think we were all worried about how Thanksgiving would go, uh, and not to give anything away, but mom <laughs> died and, uh, yeah. it's been three months, a little yeah, bit three months. and, you know, you checked in with us a month or a little month and a half ago, maybe or something. And, yeah. and, you know, I guess the big question everybody wants to know is how are you now? Uh, I'm okay. I'm doing okay. I'm surviving. Um, you know, it's life. Life goes on no matter how difficult and um, hard it can be at times. Life goes on, so you might as well live it. Hey, but it is hard. It's very hard. Yeah. I, I miss her daily. Yeah, you, you cry a lot. You're cry, you're, you're, you'll cry right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm choking up right now. I just, I just can't help it. Yeah, uh, but miss, that's okay. Yeah, I miss her so much. I'm going through counseling. Uh, I'm actually, and that's for the drug addiction, though. That's, that's for not drugs. for my. <laughs> I'm going through two. One for drugs. <laughs> no. We're we're actually at a point where we're trying to get them on drugs at this point. So no, I'm going through uh, grief counseling. Grief counseling. One through hospice, uh, Lenny, which I have an appointment tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, and I really enjoy it. It's it's very emotional, draining, because I'm reliving it. But it's good. I'm joking yeah. up. And uh, it, it really is good. And then yeah. also I go through a faith-based, a faith faith-based. Based counseling, uh, which is really good, too. What are the differences? Uh, not a whole lot, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, Joe, who I meet with for the faith-based, uh, the faith-based 
bass. <laughs> well, it's hard to talk without a tooth. He doesn't have a tooth. And we'll get to the tooth in a second. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it says to the guy, yeah. But no, it, it's um, just very emotionally draining. Uh, and then Joe, who does the face bass, bass one, which I'll see in another week, uh, it's not all that much religious and Bible verses and stuff. We just, we just, it's just really talking. Yeah. And um, again, they're both emotional draining, but it's really as good. And I do know, and I do know it is helping. Uh, I'm coping much better, uh, believe it or not. And um, it, it just, it, it's just good. I. Um, yeah. It's just so weird. It just. Yeah. Especially in the holiday season. As we know, Mom really, really decorated for the holiday. Yeah. Well, she decorated for every freaking holiday. Jeez. <laughs> Which, that's what she got upset at last Thanksgiving for me, because I went on a podcast and said it looked like Thanksgiving had thrown up all over the place, and she got offended by that. <laughs> no, it's the truth, though. It, and it's really cool. And I, I think a lot about that, and and I still am undecided whether I'm going to decorate a little bit or whatever. Yeah, me and Kara said, you know, we'll help you decorate, all that stuff, but you're still thinking about I'm it. I'm still thinking about it. It's just kind of tough. Um, and I love the holiday season. I love my family. Uh, and it's going to really be nice, but... Uh, but my, but think about it, mom, if mom's in heaven or whatever. She she's like, I knew he wouldn't put up the tree. <laughs> I, I knew it. He's so he's lazy. He's not getting. He's just on the couch. He needs to put the tree up. And don't and don't forget that I do procrastinate. <laughs> and I, and I, she told me that one of her last days. Yeah, on, on her deathbed, <laughs> not a very nice way. <laughs> so I, knowing me, I tried to bring a little humor to it. And I said, I only procrastinate on things I don't want to do. <laughs> And um, she didn't laugh. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't find a lot of funny in the last... Uh, uh, yeah. last few days were very funny yeah. at all. But, uh, but no, it is what it is. And uh, Well, I mean, I, I, I think about it all the time is that, you know, you, you, with her 55 years, if you count like the before the marriage time, right. is that, you know, for, for me and for Kara, my sister, you know, is that we did not, you know, we lived with her the first part of our life and then we right. went off and lived our own lives for better or worse. Right. And you lived with her every day. Every so, day. you know, even, you know, when you guys would get on each other's nerves, it was sure. still every day. So the thing is, you know, you at the end of the day, you're alone rather than not to bum you out anymore. You're alone <laughs> rather than mommy, you know, because even in the last year, you know, mom just it was in the other room and you were out here on the couch. And that's right. that takes a lot of time to get used to, because when I go to L.A. or New York or something, you know, like I I was here a lot the last year, but it, it wasn't my normal. It was abnormal for me to right, be here. Yeah. And that's just it's going to take time to get used to. And Kara said, my sister said, listen, is that. You know, we can be there for dad for anything, but you, unfortunately, we can't go through the grieving process right. for you. And on top of we're grieving ourselves. Exactly. And uh, the grieving will never go away. I mean, that's just a fact. It will never go away. I learned to manage it. Uh, that's the key is to manage it, not let it overwhelm me like it did at first, of course. Uh, and I, I'm dealing with it. Life goes on, like I said. And uh, and we're honest about this on the show, too, because I'm on antidepressants. Right. You started antidepressants. Yeah, and it really does help. You, you th you're starting to feel a little bit of a difference. I, I'm feeling a little bit of difference. I feel better every day. Uh, I'm not so depressed. Um, you know, and again, I'm so thankful, you know, just going through Thanksgiving. And we have so much to be thankful for, so much. And I'm thankful f mainly for my family. Uh, for Ryan, Kara, her husband, Chris, the grandkids. Yeah, everybody's uh, amazing. It's just, 
it really is family and that that's really the most important i couldn't do i couldn't do it without my family and i couldn't do it without god to be honest with you and um, it's just good i'm so proud of my family uh, ryan is just amazing i'm so glad he's here and we uh, we uh, becky had a becky was a clothes horse <laughs> she, she, you know, we have a, a decent sized walk-in closet, and I mean, I had one little unit, and that was mine, <laughs> and everything else was hers. So we went through everything. We finished up packing everything up a couple of days ago to give to charity, and um, I mean, it was a it covered the whole floor, the whole, the whole floor, the whole bedroom floor was covered in nicely folded clothes. Yeah, Karen and her friend Denise did that, and uh, so we're really happy that. People who really need, I didn't want to give it to Goodwill or someplace like that that resells it. That, you know, I wanted to give it to women who really need it. So there's going to be a lot of women that are going to be very fortunate to wear some very nice clothes. And all you have to do is come by and say hi to dad and he'll give you a piece of clothing. <laughs> yeah. You just need please, to spend a night please. with him and then you can take whatever <laughs> you want. Yeah, really? I, I got to stand out in the front yard. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> so we're good. but it is why you said, you know, you, we were bagging up the clothes yesterday and you see, you know, it's just it's. This is all these years of her lives. Yeah. And I, I was even picking up things and having uh, a memory yeah, attached. Exactly. I mean, there was a jean jacket in there from, I think, the 80s or the 90s. And she, I was like, oh, my God. She didn't throw anything away. And everything was kept very nice, oh, yeah. you know, but she de- definitely didn't get rid of anything. But it was, I was going through the show. I was like, oh, there's the Rod Seward t-shirt. There's yeah. the Billy Joel t-shirt. There's yeah. the Pentatonix t-shirt. All of those memories that we had with her, which was very you know, interesting to, to, to go through. Yeah. It brings back a lot of memories, good or bad, but mainly good, good memories. And you laugh and you cry. It's just all part of it. I mean, uh, it's just so sad. Yeah. It's just so sad. Well, I mean, is the sad part, uh, for you, uh, the loneliness, the sad part for her? Cause I, I was having to remind myself what I'm thankful for. And I had to keep reminding myself, well, I'm, I'm thankful that she's not in pain anymore, right, but I said, you know, I said, uh, I think on the show last week, I said, hey, listen, she handled pain really well. Why? She, I wish she would have stayed around. She seemed like she could have handled it better. Like you have these selfish thoughts of, absolutely. I wish she would have stayed because it would be nice to have her there. But yeah. so what is the, the sadness, do you think, for you particularly? It's just she's not here. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's always been here. Yeah. And uh, the sadness when I think about it, She's just not here, and she won't be here ever yeah. again. And that hurts. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but no, I just miss her so much. And uh, the house is so lonely. Yeah. And that's why uh, it's so great having Ryan here. At least there's somebody here. And it doesn't matter who yeah, it is. By the way, yeah, it's a warm body, by the way. <laughs> that's all he said. It really could be anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, it's really nice having Ryan here. Uh, and just so nice. And uh, you know, I'm so blessed. I mean, I really am. And uh, it's just, you know, I'm getting everything pretty well. I'm getting a good handle on everything. I got most all the banking done. Everything's switched over and consolidated. And I'm okay. I'll, I'll do okay. Uh, for all you uh, single women out there, I'm not rich. Yeah. <laughs> By but I'm way, comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm lonely. Uh, by the way, that was a uh, we. I remember meeting with the financial advisor when Mom was still alive, right. 
And I just said, we have to make sure dad doesn't fall. Dad doesn't get scammed because you could get catfished. Sure. You could have some lady text you out of nowhere with a bikini photo and you could be low. <laughs> it could hit you at the wrong time. And, and right. that's it. But exactly, yeah. no, I mean, it is I'm easy. I will. I will find it in, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see because I, I, it's not easy for me by any stretch of the imagination, but it's. I realize like I'm at a point where I'm ramping up in terms of work. Like right. I'm in terms of like, I'm throwing myself into this even more than I was before. And that takes away a lot of, um, you know, if I can keep busy, but you're retired, you know, yeah. I mean, it, that's different. Yeah, no, it is. And just trying to keep busy and, um, but you know, I'm, I'm comfortable. I mean, as I mentioned lots of times before, I'm very blessed with all the friends I have really good friends who really caring friends and they include me even though maybe they don't want to <laughs> but, but they do include me and it's so nice and uh, you know and i feel their love i feel their support and i have my f- wonderful family uh you know so i'm, I'm a blessed blessed man but could I'm you have imagined when you were 21 you're you're going what what age were you when you went to vietnam uh 20 just turned 21 just turned 21 you, you meet mom yep you know, when you're 21 years old, you're not thinking of when you're in your mid 70s no. with kids and all of that stuff. No. I mean, is there any? Um, I was just thinking when I could get laid again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're trying to talk mom into taking the pants <laughs> off, not what she's going to wear in the. You know, but I, I mean, respect you. I mean, that that's really a wild thing to think about. You know, it really is what you guys did create and what is still here to honor her memory. She left a legacy. Of you and Kara, and that's the legacy she left, and uh, and all her friends, and uh, it's just uh, she was really an amazing woman. I know we all say that for departed loved ones, but she really. Was, I think of all the holidays, like she dec- I mean, you you wouldn't believe how she decorated for Christmas. Yeah. It was really nice, and uh, she was just an amazing woman. Everything she did. You know, I look at things I'm trying to do now, and I'm going, geez, you I know, know. so simple. Oh, yeah. You I mean, know? I thought, yeah. I mean, that's all the time. I think that even before she passed away. But uh, I, it is, and I, I told you this many times, but when I was at BravoCon in Vegas, I mean, we're talking hundreds of people yeah. would come up and uh, talk about mom like they knew her yeah. from the, the podcast or said, oh, what a special person she because was and ask you. about you yeah. and ask about, you know, and I thought that was amazing. Well, I think your listeners are just wonderful. I mean, really wonderful. And I, I, I still hear from people and and I really appreciate it. And I'm, I want to give a shout out here whenever Ryan says I can. And um, but no, there's uh, just so nice. And you guys are so great. I, I mean, I really appreciate you. And and how you support Ryan and, and seeing how he's growing and doing this. I'm just so proud of him. And all my friends are aware of him. They follow. I mean, these are old people in their 70s. <laughs> like one of my friends down the street, Sarah and Charlie. Charlie, who passed away. Not yeah, I talked about Sarah on the show last yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, she listens to Ryan's podcast. She listened to when he's talking about mom at Thanksgiving. And she called me up and she said she got such a laugh out of it. Yeah. And I mean, the people in the mid-70s, they follow Ryan. I mean... It's just, uh, you guys are just really wonderful, and I thank you so very much. Uh, I know, as again, I talked about all the cards and letters and gifts you sent Becky during her journey and how it eased her journey. I mean, that was just amazing. It really did. I mean, that was, that really was, amazing. I mean, that, I mean, that gave her something to do in those oh. last, I mean, I do think about that, and that's, I mean, being here especially, uh, 
you know, just things hit you in weird times. And I know you're here 24 seven, but I was, I was, I went to go get a Q-tip the other <laughs> night and I got hit by her smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it almost knocked me over because no, not that. because the, but it just I was I was <laughs> like, what right, the? Right. But no, it was it was really, and I it threw me because I've gotten good at compartmentalizing where I can right. shut, you know, like, and, and that might be unhealthy in some ways, but I can be like, okay, I can stay away from this, I can stay with it, I can get through whatever I need to get through. But I forgot about smell. And the smell like hit oh, me and I was goodness. like, oh, it reminded me of those like big, long hugs that I would try to break out of. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, that was the, and it wasn't bad. It was just, uh, I just didn't expect it. No, I know exactly. Cause I had the same feeling when I'm on her side of the bathroom and I opened up one of her, when I was cleaning stuff out the other day, just her smell, just yeah. the aroma. It was her. She was with me. Yeah. I mean, she was really with me. Yeah. And Have you had any weird experiences in terms of like, I mean, because a lot of people, mm-hmm. I always make fun of Lisa Rinna, a housewife on this show. Yeah. Her mom passed away and then she was seeing like birds. She's like, that's right, mom. Yeah. Is there anything like that for you that's happened or anything weird? No, not really. I mean, like I say, she's on my mind and memory constantly. Uh, but nothing like I haven't dreamed about her yet. I mean, yeah. You know, oh, really? You haven't dreamed about her? Well, of course I have. I haven't had any real life. You know what I mean? I She's about 21 her. years old. I, she has very long legs. Yeah, right, long hair. Oh, my goodness. God, I went crazy. My goodness. I was so in love. Still was. Still am. Yeah. But no, it, um, I just appreciate you guys very much. Um, I wanted to talk about Thanksgiving briefly because I think, you know, Kara, me, you, we were all wondering how that would be. Right. And uh, I got in Wednesday night because, you know, I did the Jeff Lewis thing in the morning and then traveled all day, got in that night. Right. And it immediately started miserable for me because I go to bed at one, you wake me up at six to go hiking. Right. That's not usually a Thanksgiving thing for us. So all of a sudden, yeah. the Thanksgiving thing is thrown out of whack where it's I'm getting woken up to exercise. It's a new tradition. Which was actually... My favorite part of the day, really I think. Was. It, it was, was really nice. nice. I was surprised I made it two and a half miles without collapsing. Yeah, by the way, we <laughs> that was funny. You know, we, we get like a, a mile and a half in. Dad's like, I got to turn back. And Kara's like, well, I want to do this three and a half mile loop. And then dad walks back and then Kara, uh, half, Kara goes, wait a sec. Because uh, I thought Kara and dad hiked all the time. So I was like, oh, this is probably nothing. And then Kara was like, wait do you think dad can make it back? And I was like, what are you talking about? You, I, you don't know. And then I was like, wait, I did, made it back. And then I was like, did you, I said, did you give him the keys to your car? And she's like, no. And it was like cold. And I was like, you just let him just stand outside. Like he's going to freeze. And I was like, do you want to go back? She's like, no, I want to complete the trail. Yeah, yeah, duh. <laughs> he'll, he'll be okay. No, it was no problem. No, it was, it was actually really beautiful. And it was a great thing. And then, we did that. We went over to Kara's. Well, we went to the cemetery. Then we went to the cemetery, and I got to see Mom's nameplates, and uh, that was beautiful. And my date wasn't on it. Your date, yeah, but my well, the date. the beginning date, the end date's not there. That would be shocking. Goodness, yeah. And then uh, we went over to Kara's for Thanksgiving, and I mean, you know, we were there like three hours, be- three or four hours before yeah, the meal yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah. But it was we listened to music. We were listening to the John Mayer station. Yeah, yeah, that and was good too. We yeah. played games, and I mean, the kids didn't really talk to us at no, all. They're kids. They're, they're teenagers. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice. But then, then we ate outside, which was the big difference. Yeah, we usually eat inside, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was that was different. But all in all, it was. I mean, it was as good as it could be. Kara did an amazing job. She really did. It was a bittersweet day. Yeah. Mom was always with me. It it really affected me a lot more than I thought it was, thought it would. I mean... You, you really? I thought it would have 
affect you great? I mean, I, I... No, it affected me... But more than you thought. Like, I more thought going that. in that it would be horrible. No, like... I, I, I was very upbeat going in, very happy, family time. Yeah. In the whole bit, and I had this thing in my mind how it was going to be, and it was. But mom wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I missed her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's... I mean, Kara was like... Kara's mom. Well, it cracks me up. Kara, I talked to her last week before Thanksgiving, and she said, uh, well, listen, I'm usually much more organized because mom's on my ass telling me I have to do this, where's this, what's this? (laughs) And so Kara was like, I'm now having to do it, you know, figure it out myself. And I thought everybody's going through their own experience, and I thought that was really interesting. But uh, this first holiday, I mean, it gives you a peek into what Christmas is going to be like. Right. And I mean... But I, and maybe I'm the, I'm usually not an optimist in anything, but this wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. Uh, it was a good family time. We sat up, and then after dinner, we sat around the fire outside and had pumpkin pie and coffee and chai tea and all that good stuff. So it really was a good family time. It really was. And I found out that my grandson, Connor, who's 16, <laughs> said that he knows when I've had one too many because I get extra touchy. <laughs> which which is not... You don't want to throw around those rumors about Connor, an older no. man. Yeah, like, you don't say that. <laughs> Jeez. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and it was funny because Connor then had to go to bed, not go to bed early, but he had to wake up at like five in the morning and go to work because he has a job now, yeah. which is funny. This is the first year where one of the kids have had a job to watch them go through that kind really, of... Yeah. Uh, which is interesting too, is to like have kind of new life and... Yeah, no. Life goes on. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes, because you're like, oh, it would be amazing to stop it at this kind of moment where we're all one way. And, you know, um, was there any more with like expectation versus reality? No, no, it was, uh, no, it was good. It was really good. It was everything I hoped it would be. Kara did a wonderful, wonderful job. Uh, It was just really nice. It just, uh, mom would have loved it. You know, yeah, she she probably would have complained about something. Yeah, it was like I mean, but, I can tell you a couple things she wouldn't yeah. probably like right after that. But no, but, uh, yeah. but no, it was uh, mom would have been proud of Kara. She would have been very proud. Yeah, I think that's the uh, yeah, that's the thing. Even on the drive home, you know, and I can't let myself go to for, too far down that rabbit hole. It's yeah. just like ah, uh, you know, because uh, you know, you're just like ah, uh, she would want to be here. like yeah, I, you know. Yeah. You know, heaven, schmevin, all this kind of stuff, great. But, like, at the same time, like, I'm, I'm sure it's amazing, but at the same thing, I, I feel like she would rather be with that. Like, you you have these weird kind of, th- you know, you're like, ah, yeah, but... And you're kind of negotiating uh, what you should feel and, and making yeah. excuses for, like, oh, it's okay because of this, when at the end of the day, it's just sad. Well, everything we are today, everything we do, good and bad, it's because of mom. Yeah, I know she was the nucleus of our family, and um, she was everything. And um, I was truly blessed. Uh, I was truly blessed with the fifty-three years of marriage with my family. Uh, so really, I'm a lucky guy. Well, Mom always said this on the podcast repeatedly. Uh, <laughs> she said, "Children survive in spite of us, not because of us." And I want to say that. That's bullshit. Mom thinks they survived because of her. Like, <laughs> they, yeah, she did not. Whoa. She did not. I would. She would always say that. I'd be like, you don't believe that. Are you kidding? No. And I, and I think that just goes to speak. 
goes to her credit of how much she really did do for us, sacrifice for us, help us. Um, It is funny thinking about this past year and she wouldn't gloat or laugh, but she'd be like, oh, you guys are in for an awakening when I'm gone. Like it it wasn't that exactly, but she would laugh about those things. And I, you know, in a, in a funny, not so funny towards the end, but I don't know. So I thought that was interesting. I do want to mention before we get to your thank yous, uh, then I do this. I, I make Italian sandwiches the other day. I was, and I don't really cook. I'm not in the kitchen a lot. I was like, I'll make this yeah. Italian sandwich. Uh, you know, watching football, dad's watching the game, the Ohio state game. And so I, you know, I bake the bread or not I, the bread was up, but I heat up the bread, melt the cheese. And it's like this big Italian loaf. And it's like crusty, whatever. Make the sandwich, sits down. Dad's eating it. And I'm like, oh, this is a really nice moment. What a great moment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, God. And, and you broke your tooth. I yeah, lost the whole thing. The front tooth. And then we thought he <laughs> swallowed it. But it, luckily, it showed up like 10 minutes later. Yeah. It, and yeah. It, I, I think it fell into the sandwich. I I still ate the sandwich. Yeah, I mean, but like it was the it was crust of the bread. I mean, the crust of the bread was so strong that it broke your tooth. Well, but my front teeth are very weak. I, I knew that uh, they're very weak. So, and that's why I usually chew on the side. But you know, it, was big, <laughs> it was a big it was sandwich. A big sandwich. But you should have warned me that you could only have well, smaller I never sandwiches. About it, but, oh no, no. Oh, and, and the thing was, it was a great sandwich. It was really good. Even though I, after I lost my tooth. Uh, fortunately, it didn't bleed. I wasn't in pain. <laughs> I ate the rest. I just ate the sandwich. It's huge. I only ate a half of it, but I ate it. It was <laughs> you, good. <laughs> you, ate, you ate your tooth too, potentially. Yeah, yeah. but that's great. So, uh, so Connor says you're a little grabby when you're drunk, and now you don't have a tooth in the front. So you're the <laughs> creepy old man. There you go. I so know. you you left a message for your dentist, though. We've got to get right. that fixed. Yeah, because mom would be ashamed if you walked around oh, with geez. the front tooth out. That is. In her honor, we need to take that care, take better care of that. Well, the kids are going to gross out tomorrow night when I have the Bible study kids. Yeah. So you know, they're going to gross out. Where he does Bible study on Monday night, so he's got to go uh, teach the kids, and now they're potentially going to be more scared of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, but no, the kid, the kids are great. Um, uh, before we get to your thank yous, I guess this is the question: What has, or we're probably still in this moment where it's. What has any of this taught you or has this given you any wisdom about life or your own life or things that you wish you could share with, with other people or younger people? No, that's, a, that's really a good question. And uh, just, uh, just enjoy life. Uh, be real. I mean, don't try to make life perfect because it's not, no matter how hard you try. I mean, Mom and I really had, we had a great marriage. It wasn't perfect by any stretch of imagination. We had our bad times. We had our good times. But we stuck together. We, we did it as a family. We had a goal, and we did it. Uh, and we had love. Uh, and we had love, and we had family. But I would just, just enjoy life. Don't take things so serious. Don't, and as always, don't hate. Just hate's not good. Just love. Just be nice to people. Like, after that, you know, when I, when I uh, was hiking with Ryan and Karen, I got done early, and by, just by sheer luck, I made it back to the beginning, which I didn't <laughs> think I would. But I was sitting there, and people were coming off the trails, walking, and everybody was just so nice and happy Thanksgiving. Hey, how you doing? Just so nice. And just and just be nice to people. Smile, even if they don't smile back. Smile at them. Um, you're going unless to have, you don't have teeth in your mouth, yeah, and right. then I had, be I had careful. Full, yeah, I had a full mouth then. <laughs> and uh, but no, just just enjoy life. Be good. Be kind. 
Appreciate everything you have. Appreciate your friends. Appreciate your family. And it's okay to get down. It's okay to be upset. It's okay. That's part of life. It's no big deal. Just deal with it. But don't give up. Never, ever give up. And I know Ryan, I remember when he was in high school, there was a, a thing I wrote him. That was junior high, actually. Is that ju- yeah, yeah, junior high, Winston Churchill. One, yeah. of my, one of my heroes is Winston Churchill. Uh, and he's, he was given a, after he was, he was, oh, he was at the... Um, was he in the Beatles? Yeah, yeah he was a drummer. <laughs> he, was, he was Pete Best. But um, he, um, but um, what was I saying? No, Winston Churchill wrote this. Yeah, no, he wrote, he was given a speech, a graduation speech in Missouri, of all places. And he got up and his speech was one of the shortest ever, but he got up and he goes, never, 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 never give up. And the crowd was kind of stunned, and and then I guess the president of the university, well, you know, Mr. Churchill, do you have anything more to say? He goes, never, <laughs> never, never, never give up, and you never give up. That's what looked in Winston Churchill led England uh, through the World War II because he never gave up, and everybody else wanted to go. Just never give up. Life is good. Life life is worth all the. All the curveballs it sends you, all the heartbreak it sends you, it's still good. And just appreciate everything you have. Hey, that's amazing. And he also said, listen to my podcast. He did. This, Winston yeah. Churchill said, no, that was beautiful, actually. what I wanted to get to the other things you used. You were like, hey, because I asked, hey, Dad, would you come on the pod? And he's like, oh, I, yeah, but let me get my thank yous together. And I was like, what is this? Yeah, no, no, I, I get some cards, a few cards, really nice. Uh, and again, first first shout out is to Kim, of course, in New Mexico, my dear, our dear friend who Becky and I knew personally. And uh, uh, yeah, Kim, I, I love hearing from you. So keep it up. I really do appreciate it. And hopefully one day we can get together and maybe smoke a little. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but also, this is really cool. I got a Veterans Day card, of all things. Oh, wow. Uh, from, there's uh, no name on here. She's from Laguna. Oh, was there a card inside that slipped out? Must have. Let's do your son's podcast. Thank you for your service. Oh, uh, Pil- how do you, what's the name there? Oh, Pilar. Pilar. Pol- Pollock. Pollock in Laguna Pilar. Beach. Really nice. And she's a granddaughter and daughter of Marines. And Thank everything. you. So very, I just. That's awesome. I really appreciate it very much. And that, that's a tribute to you. And then also, this is from my friend. Oh. I, I, I never met her. Hopefully one day I will. And again, forgive me for, you're the one that prints so nice. You young? You young? You young? And I know you live in Southern California. I think Orange County. But you sent me a card from Japan. You and your husband were there. Oh, wow. And I just, uh, I heard you on Ryan's podcast. It was lovely, as always, to hear your voice. But just so nice yeah. and so meaningful. And I, I thank you very much. Another card, and this is really nice. This is from, is that Corey? Yeah, Corey, Corey McGraw. McGraw in Tucson. She's a caregiver too to her mother. So she wrote me just, just a beautiful, heart, just heartfelt note to me about being a caregiver. And, and life can be hard, but hopefully we all can do what we can to be kind to one another and encourage one another along the way. So that's beautiful. Really, really nice. And then I got a postcard from the Antarctic. <laughs> a guy was there, Alan Hale. I think he's from, but he was up in there, and he uh, would like to have a glass. Becky would have kept me company. Hmm. <laughs> Watch uh, it, Alan. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm, just sort of read between the lines <laughs> with a glass of wine while I had a pint at the top of the world pub. Oh. And um, but I'd, I'd have a pint with you. <laughs> but that was really nice, Alan. Thank you for thinking of us. Uh, and this is a really nice letter I got from Bethany Kaufman. Uh, just so nice, and just you know, talk about faith and all that, and and just the people who take the time to do that. I really do appreciate it. Um, you know, it, it really does mean a lot. It really does. And, and I save them all. Uh, sometimes when I'm down, I'll look at them. It makes me feel good. Uh, you guys are just wonderful. Yeah, I love you, you all. I love you all. Well, this is the last question I wanted to ask, actually. Uh, in the last year, you know, you, you brought up caregivers. And, you know, that's what you were to mom in the last year, especially. Mm-hmm. Even though she had cancer for, you know, over the last decade, multiple times. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, w- I was remembering you would tell me at certain times you would say, okay, well, today was good. We actually had a, a really good conversation about, you know, the future. And right. that obviously meant her dying and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it was a little better because it, you know, she went through a range of emotions, oh, very okay. angry, uh-huh. very, you know, and, and, you know, obviously the audience doesn't get to see or hear about that really. Uh, you know, when she would on, she would put her best face on, you know, yeah. but, what were those conversations? And I think that's the other thing too, is people, I mean, people might realize or they don't, what you went through in terms of that, of really having to be there on a day to day of watching somebody accept that they were moving on, yeah. what that was like. Yeah. You know, just think about it. What, you know, you're dying, you're fighting like crazy, uh, for one more day, but you know, you're dying. You know, you're not going to see your grandkids grow up, maybe get married, you're not going to see, you know, your son and daughter, you know, how they're progressing and how well they're doing. You're not going to continue to see that. It's so sad. It, it, we talked about that. And she cried. I cried. And, uh, but she had great faith. She had great faith. And, um, you know, and she, she, well, what are you going to do? She accepted her faith. Um, she fought, though. She did not. She did not go quietly into that. No, country. man. She fought. She fought she, us. She, she fought, fought it. Yeah, she, she fought f- all of it. Yeah. She fought for every day, for every hour, for every minute. Uh, she was amazing. But, but you never know. Unless you're going through it, and I, I went through it, but not. I, I was still living, and I knew I was going to continue to live. I knew, if God is with me, I'll be able to see all the things she won't see. And I just want to represent her. I want to be there for her. Um, it was just so sad being a caregiver to, to the well, the love of your life, the person yeah. you made a family with. You traveled the world. You had a good life together. Yeah. You know, it's just so hard to watch her die. It wasn't a good death. Yeah. It wasn't. That was a horrible last week. It was horrible, uh, horrible last week. Ryan and I and Kara, <laughs> yeah. we went through things. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. We I mean, went through things that we can't even describe. I mean, that's what I told Kara. I said, I was talking to Kara when you pushed out on the hike. Uh, <laughs> I was saying, I said, there are still moments of that last week. Oh. That I've not ever been able to explain. I mean, that that were just like a horror movie, like that. I, I mean, because it was me and you before Kara got there. Yeah. So those first three nights, and oh, then I was geez. like, but I didn't know. And that's what's so hard to explain to anybody is that we were told like two months. We were told like this yeah, was right. the. So I was, I I was not prepared in any sort of way, and you would get like an hour of sleep and wake up into something just horrible, you know. Yeah. And you're just like, holy crap! And that was, and that shows how privileged I've been. Um, but it was just, it was wild. It was wild. It really and, was. And that's not her legacy. So the further we can get yeah. away from that week, 
uh, in the memory of that week because that, that wasn't her, you know. That, well, you know, it was just it was part of her journey, and uh, you know, and she didn't mean it. We know that she she said some pretty rough things, and I know she didn't mean well, maybe a little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, but she didn't mean it, yeah. And and um, my goodness, that woman suffered, yeah. And um, you know, well, she's not suffering any longer. You know, when um, I when she left, I was there, and Carrie was there, and. And um, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Well, you said that you, God willing, will be able to see all of those things right. that she isn't. And that way, when you get to see her in heaven again, you can rub that all in her face. Yeah, and that's really. going to be a great do, thing. Do you remember when yeah. you told me to get fucked? <laughs> uh, no, she would love this uh, and she would love us continuing on. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. And that was, and I'm still, you know, but there was the thing. I think there was a franticness even with this show was that, I wanted it to try to get as big as possible while she was here to see it. Right. You know, like, like, look, you don't have to worry as much as you used to worry because the life of an actor, it's not like the podcaster is such a glamorous life, but yeah. you know, acting was such a tough racket, but that was like things like see mom, this is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You don't right. have to worry. And that's why by the end, it just felt like this breakneck speed of trying to get things to happen quicker, you know, like yeah. the betches thing or whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And just... you know, but no, Life is good. Life goes on no matter what. Uh, so you might as well live it and enjoy it. I'm so thankful for my family. I'm so thankful for all of you guys. Um, I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful for the time I had with Becky. Um, I'm just, I'm thankful. Well, I'm going to teach you how to actually play a podcast so you can play this back to yourself when you get down of you saying this stuff to yourself because that's what you need to remember in the down moments, you know? Because they do get down. And would you, though, this is what everybody asks, sorry, I keep having new questions, is uh, I've told you now about the Golden Bachelor on ABC. You could be, if you get that tooth fixed, you could be the Golden Bachelor. (laughs) There's an old, older man that dates a bunch of older ladies. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bill Bailey on the pod again. Don't he'll, hate. He'll be back during Christmas, and we both love you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank so you. Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and follow the show at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.